Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals, hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell. What's up, everybody? We are back. Uh, I believe this is episode eight. And today we have our first guest on the podcast, Craig Wiederquist, a coworker of mine. He's a, he's here. We're hanging out in the garage recording this podcast. Justin is still on his adventure. Um, anything you want to tell anybody yet, Russ? Yeah, no, not really. Just kind of uh, living the dream still. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so we're going to start our episode like we, we always do. Give me just a second because we got our sound. We've got our uh, sound going on here. All right, I had a little uh, issue with the board there for just a second. So, all right, it's called Belly Up to the Blackboard, where you sit, you have a drink, you, you talk about educational issues, or whatever you really want. Um, but, all right, Russ, what are you drinking? Yeah, so I'm drinking a 10-year Tyra Connell. It's an Irish whiskey. Nice, nice. Just on ice, neat, with, yeah, co- yeah, with Coke. Tubes. What do you got going so I put a little bit of ice in a glass, and I've got this um, Revelton Honey Whiskey from um, Osceola. So it's a local brand. It's it's very good. I know we tried some at Whiskey Fest last year. Fell in love with it. It's great, uh, especially if you have a sore throat. Um, and weed is sober tonight. Yes, I, I am. <laughs> but if I was, to, but if I was to have a cocktail, it would. Uh, be a Pendleton's. I love uh, yeah. Letterbuck, and uh, I let the ice work. Nice Pendleton whiskey. You, you can't beat it. All right. So, so last week, our last episode, we talked about it was a World Teacher Day, and we talked about teachers that made influence on us. You know, had an influence in our lives, whether that was teaching, whether that was just being a better person. Um, and we kind of teased last time about what we're going to talk about this week, and. It is um, maybe not so great teachers. Uh, we're not going to drop any names that aren't already in the news. Um, we might have some stories here of teachers maybe we've crossed. Uh, obviously, we will uh, not say the names to protect the the innocent or alleged. Uh, <laughs> the alleged, yeah. The alleged teacher. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of yeah. we talked about um, a teacher in. And this is kind of, you know, we, you always hear now how many teachers are missing. Like, we need more teachers. You know, they're, they're loosening the restrictions on who's going to be a substitute teacher, um, which, is, which is great, but that could also be a problem. Um, you, you know, you loosen those restrictions, and all of a sudden you've got teachers that probably shouldn't be teaching or around kids. Um, and like I said, Justin talked about it last week, just a quick blurb. Um, there's a substitute teacher in Louisiana, and we I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, she was offering $5 to students to bully a kid. <laughs> she yeah, yeah. paying kids to, to bully another student. She's a uh, substitute teacher in, um, like I said, Louisiana. She's a physical education teacher, and she was paying five ki- $5 for kids to tackle a kid onto the gym floor. Okay, <laughs> have you guys ever dealt with anything that insane? Weed? I no. Uh, you know, I have seen a few uh, in seventeen years. I've seen a few uh, uh, substitute teachers that uh, were were uh, how do I say uh, more of a problem than they were an answer for that day, and uh, but never to the extreme of. Uh, Having targeting other students with a five dollar uh, bounty, and uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was thinking, man, five dollars—that's pretty cheap. Yeah, that's a pretty cheap hit. But then I realized, I realized it was not a high school, but this was a elementary slash middle school. Yeah. So shoot, oh, yeah. five dollars—you could get kids to do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, but then on top of it, like. How much is the sub making that they could afford? Like, how many kids are in this class? Like, seriously, did they did the teen subs just, just snap and be like, all right, there's 15 kids. 
I'm only making $110 today as a sub. Like, I can only afford, like, 19 hits. Like, is that, yeah. like, like you know what I mean? Like, uh, screw it. This is, like, what made it worth it to them? Like, seven students? Okay, 35 bucks. That's all good. Like, what did they, like, you know, like, oh, my gosh. Let's see. I've like, got to get lunch today, so I can't. Okay, so subtract, <laughs> yeah. subtract $10. <laughs> What did, uh, what did justice equate to for them? You know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I, I kind of want to know what the kid did to get the, you know, to be on the yeah. radar so quick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, it, she was, I so she was know. arrested for allegedly air quotes. Yeah, I, can, I can imagine. Encouraging students yeah. to bully another student and commit a battery. I thought it said bribery, battery. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't had anybody, you know, I haven't dealt with any teachers. I do remember at least once we've had a substitute teacher that had to leave in the middle of the day. I think yeah. they snapped, dropped some f bombs, yeah. um, and, but never escorted him out. Escorted, escorted out. out. Yep, out of the building. Yeah. yeah, but never anything physical. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. I mean, when you get to the point of doing that, and and that's not even the worst one. The one that popped no. up on our radar. <laughs> um, this was uh, October fourteenth, so it hasn't even been a week. Um, teacher in East Chicago, Indiana. Okay, so an Indiana teacher is in custody after being accused of telling the student she had a kill list yeah. for people at the school. The student herself said she was on the list. So I, it, it gets better as you read. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the kid went and told the, the principal and everything right away, but a, it was a fifth grade teacher. So how do you look at like a nine year old? Like, hey, if, if you I've got to. If you I, continue reading that, when the teachers interviewed by the principal admits yeah. to having a list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, how did admits he, to it after action report. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, it's just again like what what gets somebody to that? Like, I could understand, and again, like not condoning any of this, but like there was an incident last year where a guy who had been teaching, he had, he had won like two or three awards for teaching. Like the community loved him. He had teaching for 20, 25 years, like just a staple in this community. And he's on camera and you see this kid come out of his classroom. He walks up behind him. The teacher does points to the office or down the hall. The kid turns around and the teacher grabs him and, and you know, pushes him up against the wall and the kid falls. Well, like, so everyone on social media obviously was like, that teacher needs to be fired, in jail, whatever, whatever. Um, well, come to find out, that kid, like, it had been, like, two or three months ongoing where this kid was making threats to the teacher, and the kid had made comments about his, the teacher's daughter. Um, like, not condoning this, but, like, like I mean, like, what gets a teacher to the point they snap, right? Like, this is the, like, nobody goes into school going, this is the day, like, I'm going to kid a kid right like yeah. I, I hope not <laughs> I mean, yeah. like at what point yeah but whatever at what point causes an adult person to just mentally say this is enough like I have no right or wrong compass anymore like yeah. that's fuck, insane fuck this I'm out of here <laughs> I'm gonna get some yeah, I'm gonna right? get something on my way out here you know there's there's oh. one there's one old analogy that that I've tried to live by my whole life and and in coaching um it's been true. Uh, when you when you come in as you, and you're the old staff, the new staff, you hear, oh, you know, the kids are interviewed and they talk about how great the new staff is. Uh, I've been on the other end of that where I was part of the new staff and how great we were uh, because we listened and we were, you know, players, coaches. But I still live by this adage. Uh, you stick your finger in a glass of water and when you pull it out, uh, there's going to be some ripples. And those are, that's the impact that you're having. And the, the teacher that you were talking about, he slammed the guy, had been there 23 years, had done so many great things. You, you feel like you're, you're invested in that school and you're invested in that community, but you have to realize, you have to realize you're not bigger than the situation. You're not going to overcome that. You're ne it's never going to go well for you. And, you, you, you know, you, you've, there's a lot of things that I look at that uh, situation and I say to myself, he got in his own way. And, and the first one is you need, to ha you need to get with your administrator. You need to get with people 
And, and you need to sort that thing out because there's a number of things that can be done before it gets to that point. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate it got to that point. And, and you know, if you were sitting down five days later, the remorse that that gentleman has is probably immeasurable because oh, of all oh, the I'm things sure. that, you know, because of all the things, that's not what you want to be remembered for. And then he's, now he's going to miss oh. out on it. And like you said, it's, <laughs> I, there's a joke and I won't finish the whole thing, but you build a bridge, you know, they don't call you the bridge builder. You build a house. They don't call, you know, you, yeah. you do something with a sheep and that's what they remember <laughs> you for. But my, yeah, right. I, yeah, but it, but it is, you know, you, you're only there for a limited amount of time. It is amazing. After 17 years, you get to be feeling like you're part of the thing, but you realize two years after I'm retired, no one's going to know who I am. No one in that building. There's right. going to, there's going to be Justin Russell's going to remember me. Chris Munn's going to remember yes. me, you know, uh, but I, I think of all the teachers that have left over 17 years, and I go, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah that gal. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, boy. You, you only remember the really great ones that you built friendships with or or the ones that would walk around without shoes on. Oh, <laughs> shoes on and my had, gosh. And this is one of those ones we won't say yeah, names. Yeah. Had, but, you know, had to get their desk cleaned off by the administrator. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just crazy stuff. Well, it's just like, I mean, you remember, like, yeah. an extreme positive? And an extreme negative. Now, I will say this, though. You might have some students that you affected that it may not have been an extreme, but they will remember you forever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's where with that guy that you brought up, Justin, from a year ago, you wonder what built up, like, into the classroom? Because you had to send him out of the class, right? Uh, what, what built up... And he had to be a great, he had to be a great educator. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, if, if all these adults who were his students at one time were standing up for him, if the administration was saying, like, how much of a stand-up person he was and how involved, like, all these kids that he's had, like, again, like, what, and that, that is, I've said it before, and I mean, I'm not, I've been in the game for forever, but. I've said it before, like, I know what my limits are. And there were, and I'll, and I'll be the first to admit, there were times, and you guys would agree to this because I've told you this, there were times over the last several years where I, w- I came in and I was like, I, I, I'm, I need to be talked off this cliff, right? Like, this kid, <laughs> right? He's this getting close. Kid is, yeah. Right, yeah. And um, it just amazes me. But it brings me back, Weed, and this is what I want to ask you while you're here, is you have a, you have a very – interesting perspective I think beyond what Chris and I have because you live through those times where the things that are happening now were at one time not considered bullying were not considered abuse right like there yeah. were there were things that you went to school with and actually probably began teaching with um, that today's standards would say those are completely wrong right like illegal Oh, what, you know, what went on in wrestling rooms and, and locker rooms uh, in my era uh, is just, you know, it, it would be a scandal today. It's a, it's a yes. you know, a, a guy, you know, we used to, used to have things called jock locks. You know, guys that were supporters and they'd, they'd take the freshmen and they would uh, uh, de-pants them. <laughs> And stick their legs <laughs> through the jock so that they couldn't get out of them, and then they'd carry, and then they would carry them out to the center of the floor where the cheerleaders. Oh, were. geez, you know, and I mean, you know, the coach would make the team run for, you know, yeah, and you know, the principal would come down and go, well, hey, but in a jock lock, and here we go, you know, and the head, and the coach, and the coaching staff, and the coaching staff. And the coaching staff would just run the heck out of the basketball team or the wrestling team. <laughs> whatever team did it. Whatever team did it. And it was over with. Yeah. And it, then it became folklore. You know, and then some, oh, you know, and and I, I just remember all those kind of things that used to go on. And I mean, uh, I remember going into the bathroom as a ninth grader and it was pushing pennies. That was the big thing on the bathroom floor. And they'd make you put your hands behind your back and get on your knees, and you have to push the penny with your nose. And uh, Uh. I'm the youngest of two older brothers. There is not a thing anyone 
at Urbandale High School could do to me that my brothers hadn't done to me at home. And I'm just like, well, bring it on. I mean, I whatever whatever you want to try, it's okay. Because, hey, I, I've learned how to lose to a bigger guy. I've gotten the crap kicked out of me a few times. It's not that big of a deal, and I will heal. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, I look at him, I'm kind of like, you're really not – quite what my brother is so i figured i got a 50 50 chance here if i get a couple of haymakers going i I might be able to to win this thing so but you know and that's one of the things i remember when i was a senior i I had a kid come up to me not to spend more time on me but you know this bullying thing i remember walking into the bathroom a friend of mine was trying to make a bunch of guys push uh, pennies and i said fellas get up off your your knees and get out of here i mean whatever and I remember that friend going, hey, man, this is a tradition. I go, it's a stupid tradition. I don't even know why you're doing it. Your brother protected you when you were their age. Right. You yeah. never had to push pennies because they'd have to deal with your older brother. So I don't know why you <laughs> thought it's some kind of tradition that you need to keep carrying on. I wasn't into that bullying stuff. And I wasn't into yeah. uh, all that crap because I'd kind of been on the other end of it. And thank God my father was a decent human being who, <laughs> who thought bullies weren't very good people. So but I couldn't imagine we're, we've all been coaches and we're all still coaches. Uh, can you imagine in today's paperwork, writing that down, a, a, the jock deal oh. coach coaches, can you imagine in paperwork calling somebody's parents yeah. and saying, um, your son or your son, uh, was part of a jock strike. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. you had to explain exactly what yeah. they did. Could you could, could you imagine the the amount of therapy, the, the you know the therapy yeah. that would be offered, the assistance, the yeah. kumbaya, yeah. you know, uh, meeting, yeah. uh, either before yeah. school, after school. Listen, I think there is real bullying, and I think it can. Yeah. I th- I think it's one of those things that can be uh, very very detrimental to young people. But I also know this. Absolutely. Every time that I've ever had to confront uh, what I consider a bullying situation, it's it's stopped. Because when you get right. into somebody's face and you say, "Listen, this I I don't care who's right, who's wrong, who's doing what, who says what," this is going to stop. And I don't care if it's yeah. you or him. And I and I put the blame on both. And yeah. pretty soon what I find is, is that the bullying is no longer a problem. And, and then I, I coach the kid that, that took the bullying. Hey, if he sends you a text, she sends you a text. If there's any kind of email, if there's anything on, on in the hallways that's going on, let me know so I can get the video of it. Yeah, get it and taken it, care of. And yeah. Like and, and paper then, trail. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I sit back and I say to the other guy, hey, listen, I'm telling you what. If he's mouthing off, I'm going to have the video from the hallways. You know, you let me know if he sends you a text, if he's, you know, yeah. doing anything, if he, you know, yeah. puts notes or anything. It's amazing how all of a sudden you call them out and it's done. It's over with. Yeah. And there's the problem is yeah. sometimes that, you know how it's always like the second person gets caught. Sometimes there's a kid. And, and I'm not saying that like this is all instances of bullying. But there are sometimes where kids just poking, poking, poking. And all of a sudden, Absolutely. the person's getting tired of it, and now all of a sudden they're the bully when, you know, they've restrained, 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 but then they've, like, you know what, I'm done, I'm going to deal with this. And then who's really the bully in that? And like I said, it's not, this isn't a majority, but it, it is something that does happen too of, you know, he's a kid's doing the little things, and all of a sudden kids stuff some in a locker. Not that that happens anymore because I don't think any of these kids can fit in lockers. I but, had a kid ask for a locker today. It was incredible. Yeah, he said, hey, can I put my coat in your room? And I said, why don't you get a locker? And he goes, we got lockers? Hey, it, was, it, was like, it, was like the, it was like the coolest thing. We got lockers? I mean, I was like, yep. yeah, we got lockers. Yeah, you know those uses? metal things that you yeah, walk by? Yeah, you walk by? <laughs> so he got, he got a locker. He was the happiest guy in the world. Cool. You know, it's funny that so, you – I, I want to make a point because it's funny that Chris mentions the, the, that situation with someone who's very annoying. Uh, I'm working with a kid uh, right now who is a junior, who is a one of the most annoying kids at school. Um, 
And I had a very frank discussion about the way he deports himself in the hallways, about the way he goes about working in classes, his interaction. Um, and, and I just brought all these things out that he does. And um, it, was, it has been amazing what I've seen in the last two days of school from him. He is still over-medicated um, to the point I can't believe parents will allow. And, and, of course, I don't know exactly what he's taking, but I think he's, he's over-medicated. And him and I had a conversation. I said, you know, I said to the person, I said, it's not in school that I'm worried about. It's that next step in your life. People that don't know you, people that don't care for you, What's going to happen to you out there in the real world? And it was amazing how he really articulated what possibilities could really happen to him. He's able to self-reflect. Oh, my. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He goes, well, I'm, I'm a pretty annoying person. And if I don't, you know, mind myself, I could be in trouble. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows he can't defend himself. And I said, Exactly. And I said, you got to yep. realize something. I'm not saying these things to you to <laughs> downgrade. I, I want you to be aware that you need to start working right. on these. And these things have to be worked on in incrementally. Yeah, you can't just flip a switch you, you, and change. You, yeah, you just can't change. And, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes sometimes it's better for you to be silent and just let the moment go than think you're going to come back with a smart, Alec, answer like you did when you were in fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. It's got to change. And it's it's been amazing. And the amount of work I've gotten out of this student in the last two days has been incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's one of those things where, like, the kid says something to somebody else. They don't like it. So then they say something back to them. And then they start calling for a teacher yeah. saying, this kid says something to me. Well, there's something that preceded that that caused this kid yeah. to – yeah. respond to you and now you're calling because somebody said something to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens. So, so that, uh, so that, that brings up a great point. I, I'm going to ask both of you this then as we circle back to kind of that, uh, quote unquote bad teachers. Um, the first part of it is you guys bring up a great point. So I think over time we, what you were kind of indicating was teachers have went from facilitating learning, whether that was how to respond and act in society or how to think it with academics to not just facilitating, but now we have to role model. And what you were talking about, Weed, was you were modeling that self-reflective practice, right? When you were asking them the questions like, hey, why, you know, why do you do this? And, and what do you think would happen? That has, that to me is more of a role modeling. Um, and then, Chris, you bring up a great point with coaching as far as um, both of you had mentioned that, that modeling communication, right? Like when something happens, you have to feel safe enough to go to somebody um, and, and communicate that. Talk to you a little bit about how that has, how that's really changed the way you teach from the beginning, because I know both of you started out kind of like me and you can, you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but both of you started out thinking there is, there is one way that this educational process should be. And you had a goal but if you, if you think it's changed over time because of the way you've had a model being a human being now versus something else, like talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, Justin, one of the things that I'm, I'm – I, I don't think I've really changed my style. I, I, I really don't. Um, I'm fortunate. I'm a, I'm a bigger person. Uh, so I have a presence. I have a physical presence when you walk into the room. People would look at me and say I'm probably not in a good frame of mind. When kids get to know me, they realize that I am the same every single day. And I'd like to think yeah, that my, constant. you know, that, that the first day I was on a job to yesterday, I've been the same person. <laughs> now, now listen, I've got a lot more, I've got a lot more tools in my tool chest than I had when I got back into this thing in 2006. But the one thing I've always, I think I've always done a very, very good job and, and Chris has seen this, is I can diffuse a situation as well as anybody in the world. Um, just and not by physically. No, not, not, not at all. Yeah. And because, yeah. and 
I, I think that those things are what is my strength with kids because they know I have a foundation. They know that I, that I'm not just making this stuff up. I'm not just, I, I'm, you know, I hate to use the term I'm real, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, not, I, you know, not, you are who around with your medals on your chest, yeah, right? Like yeah. you're not, you're not saying like, I have 25,000 kids. I've graduated and I'm, I'm Craig Wiedequist and I'm going to, you know, yeah, I'm going to yeah. shape you out. What, right? what, what I've done in my personal life and in my professional life is I don't use that, but here's, here's the thing, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to tell a kid, I don't know. I sent a, I, I sent a kid, I, he brought a math problem to me. I looked at it. And I said, it looks good, but I'll tell you what, here's a note. Go up and see Coach Munt. And he goes, well, what happens if he's teaching? I said, well, go in there and say, excuse me, Mr. Wiederquist sent me down and, and uh, uh, just say, he, he, he asked if you could check these two problems on this test. And uh, so he went up there and I said, well, you know, how did, how'd it go? And he, he's sitting back there. He goes, yeah, it went great. You know, he said, I did, I got him right. And I said, yeah. good. Did, did you ask him any questions? No, I, I, he just confirmed that the way I did it was right. And the, and the way I got from point A to point B was right. And I said, great, you know, but I wasn't afraid to tell him, Hey, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to do that. You know? And, and I think, you know, in the long run, I think a teacher builds a better rapport and that word gets out there. Hey, you know, why are you giving Mr. Wiederquist crap? I mean, he's not the problem, <laughs> you know? And, and, right. and uh, some of the some of the the worst girls that I've ever had, they just can't, you know, they just can't get enough of me when they're gone. They, I mean, they'll email me, they'll, <laughs> they'll, you know, when they when they're back to say they gotta find me, they gotta say hi, how you doing, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially with like <clears throat> with high school students, they are, you can't BS a kid. The kid knows when somebody's lying to him. Oh my god. Yeah. So now if you try to lie to yeah. him. And then they find out you're wrong. All that trust that you've built up, it's it's gone. Yeah. But if you say, hey, I don't know. Let me check. I'll get yeah. back to you. Yeah. I mean, because that's, then they're like, okay, admits he doesn't know. I don't feel so bad because I don't know. And then they're going to check and get the answer. But if you like BS it and all of a sudden this kid's wrong or get something wrong, that trust goes out the window. Oh. And you could build years to, you know, you could have a kid that's a senior. You've built three years of trust. All of a sudden... Something happens, yeah. You lose that trust. Absolutely. I I have a kid. <laughs> this was a great. One. It was about four years ago. We're going through e twenty twenty, and I start going doing a credit check, and I recognize that he'd already he had already passed this class. It just it wasn't. I I just missed it. It wasn't in the same you know year. It was in different semesters, and I just missed it. And I counted it once rather than twice, and I had him going. He probably had 30% done. And I had to call him in at the start of class. I said, hey, come here, bud. You know, listen, this is my mistake. You put all this time in, done this, 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 this. You don't need this class. You know, this is totally my mistake. I'm really sorry. I, I want you to know. And you know what the kid said to me? He goes, well, at least you found out before I finished it. And I said, you know, I appreciate that. You know, let's go on to the next thing. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it was, I think that's an example of, of, you know, just being truthful with somebody, making sure that they they know you have their back and their best interest, you know, and uh, being... Yeah, and part of that, part, part of your consistency, though, it sounds like, is you went and, and fixed it, though, right? Like, you didn't just say, oh, my bad. And and that, that that's kind of what separates you from being a bad team, from being a good good or bad teacher, right, is the fact that you said, let's make this right, yeah. right? Mm. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, you got to do the class again. I made a mistake. Well, sorry. Yeah, it's you You made it right, yeah. And you, you owned up to your mistake. You didn't say, well, hey, why didn't you tell me that you already did this? And, you know, turn it on the kid. Oh, yeah. You know, because, yeah. but, yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's, yeah. it is. I mean, you, and that's, like, when you have a kid for so long, like some of the kids I've had now, that graduated last year, I've had since they were in seventh grade. Yeah. And, and there's that rapport you can build to where you can, like, not that they're peers of yours, but, like, you can joke around. You know I can joke around with this kid. We can give each other crap. Yep. And, and that's all it is. It's it's just fun. You know, nobody's taking heart. You know, 
Nobody's taking it to heart. We know that. But sometimes... It's all in good fun and it doesn't lose its boundaries. Exactly. And there's sometimes where, like, you're joking around and then, it, you know, kids, like, joking around back, but you're like... And you may not say it right in front of everybody. Like, you call them, hey, we're, we're joking back and forth. You're kind of pushing a line. And then they get it. Yeah. You know, but... And, again, that's one of those things that you build the trust with kids and... And, and Chris, I've seen that. You know, there's, there's a kid that... And you know who I'm talking about. Uh, was the hardest working young man and you probably ever had in the years you've been teaching, he comes back at least once a year to see you in the spring. Yeah. Anytime he's in town, he comes by to see you. I mean, that that's that relationship. I mean, he just thinks the world of you and that's just the, uh, that's a credit to you and what you did for him uh, going through one of his struggles and making sure that he could get this stuff done. Yep. I you know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, a good thing to see. And currently you've got a young man who you just did a credit check. We thought we were going to be done with credit recovery. We actually have two more classes for crying out loud. So, yep. uh, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing like, okay, we thought it, we were like, Hey, let's take a look at this. Okay. It's not, you saw this. We went through the all like email to other teachers. Hey, did they get this credit? I know I talked to Justin today about it, texting it. And you know who this kid is. Um, cause I texted you today yep. about, about the credit. And yep. emailing other teachers and just and checking that stuff, it's like, hey, it's not there. We got to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And the and the kid understands. Sure. It's like I didn't do it. And and here's the thing: is like that's a kid that, and I've said, hey, you dicked around for two years. You sure. didn't show up to school, and he's old enough now as a senior to own up to it and know like, I put myself in this position. Right. You know, and and that's the nice thing about having some of these kids that I had as. Um, at the middle school is that I'll tell them, I go, I told you guys as seventh and eighth graders, <laughs> yes, these classes don't quote unquote matter because you don't get a credit for it. Right. But if you don't build that skill of getting this stuff done and passing, when you get to the high school and you get credits for it, you're going, if you don't get credit and you don't do the work, you're going to put yourself in a bad spot. And a couple of girls I talked to last year that were seniors at started to scramble a little bit. I said, I told you guys this five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I go, you know, and, and they know they're like, yeah, I know. I said, you don't listen until you're in that spot. And I can tell you, I told you so. Yeah. And that's the last thing you really want to do as a teacher. Yeah. You want them to listen, yeah. but it's, it's just like with our own kids. Sometimes they don't learn until it's, it's too late or they're, you know, they got to learn it for themselves. Yeah. When it becomes relevant yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yep. But yeah, hey, at least so you didn't tell a fifth grader I, that you had a kill list for him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah. and they're on that well, list. Well, I mean to a teacher's credit, they 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 were seriously when they they're serious when they admitted it. Like they had yeah, I mean they owned up to it, I guess, but well, yeah, um she had what a, I hear you what I hear you guys <laughs> I just like what I hear you guys saying though is to our new teachers that are listening, um, it really sounds like dependability matters more than likability. Would you agree? Oh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so it's better to be dependable than someone's friend. Correct. I, I think you got to walk into the school every day and have consistency and continuity, uh, in your room with the environment in your room with your demeanor. I mean, if your dog gets run over five minutes before you come to school, uh, you don't call in sick. You come to school, and you got to act like your dog didn't get run over. And I know that's hard, right? But it's not—it's it not fair to do it the other way. It's just not fair to no. do it the other way because, you know, I, I was doing some CPI training today, and and I'm going to get all our my CPI certification. And you have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I do it tomorrow. Yeah, at yeah. the DO. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, so what, one, of, one, of, one of the things one of the things that that you know they, they just keep hammering on is is the fact that you got to remain calm uh common sense stuff you can't take things from a person that's irrational and make it personal and put any stock in it you just got to let it roll off your back um and i'm glad i i have a personality that i can do that i don't have to be right yeah i don't i don't have to win because ultimately I do win. Ultimately, I get what I want from the student, and it's in their best interest, 
because ultimately they're graduating yeah. and that piece of paper opens a door, doesn't close a door. And that's, that's the, you know, the thing. And I, I would tell any young teacher, Hey, keep a, keep a steady stream, keep going forward, keep pushing through the stuff, tough, uh, the tough stuff. Make sure you, you, you find that, that, uh, group of people that can support you. And don't be, don't be afraid to admit, hey, I tried this, I tried this, and I tried this. Hey, have you tried this? Well, I, you kind of did. Well, you, let's do it this way. There's a lot of things, and I think people have an ego. They don't want to ask for help. I think it's a, I think, um, you know, they're worried about, um, you know, administrators, what they think of them. I, you know, I, I just, man, I just, you got you can't have an ego on this thing, and and you got to stand for something. I mean, you you have you have expectations in your room. Make them realistic. Live by them every day. Don't let someone that you really really like that really does everything. Don't change those expectations. Don't change them. Don't change them. They got to be the same for everybody. For that kid you really like and that kid that you just can't barely work with <laughs> yeah and, and with that is don't take it personal like absolutely uh, two things is like okay one we don't know what happened before the kid walked through the door so they might already be tuned up ready to go and you may hand them homework and then they just start dropping f-bombs like i'm not doing this shit blah 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 yeah. you know what it's a lot of times it's not it's not about you yeah it's about something else you're just the first target it's, it's an iceberg yeah yeah only then, a third of it is being seen and the other thing is too is like when kids like I joke around with kids or kids make a comment and not that it's to where I need to like write them up or things like that they just make a joke or something and kids like are you gonna let them say that I'm like do you really care do you think I care what this kid thinks do you think my world is affected by what this right. sophomore says <laughs> I go it's yeah. not, I go I could care less what he thinks it's not <laughs> I mean that's the other thing is like. If minimize I'll, the situation, I'll forget about it. Yeah, I'll forget about it in about a month. Yeah, it what's it matter to me? Yeah, that doesn't um, change my world. It's not yeah. you know, and that's yeah. what some teachers they take it personally because it's directed at them, yeah. which really it's like I said, it's the first target. You're that first class or whatever it may or you know the class after lunch and somebody sent them a Snapchat or whatever and told them they look like dog yeah. shit or something. Who knows? But yeah. you know, so yeah. they're already which, which is actually said a lot of times. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, only to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you hey, that daily, listen, so what does it matter? I do. You know, I, I do want to make the point. I do want to make the point that, that I had a situation where, uh, this year where, you know, I needed help. I needed help in the middle of, uh, uh, a testing period. We were doing map testing and, and I had an issue with four students and, uh, I, I had to change that whole dynamic, and uh, I was I was very fortunate that the counselor was there for me, the principal was there. I explained my situation. Total, I got total support, and you know, uh, you know, it was something that is doesn't happen to me very often. So I want those young teachers out there that might be listening. Hey, I'm not saying I don't come into conflict with students and almost lose my my head. That is going to happen, but I have a circle of people I can go to that I can circle my wagons with, and that's very, very important. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to be on an island right. as a young teacher no. or even as a veteran no. teacher. No. You know, you, I, you need to have those those people there. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, we're, we're doing PLCs. I mean, yeah. I think that's the first place you start developing in those, and whoever heads those PLCs needs to make sure that that happens. We're, we were talking to a teacher yeah. right before the, the, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, her frustration, you know, and she wants to, you know, uh, maybe just keep her head down and, and do her do her gig. And, and uh, you know, I think more conversations with that. She needs to reach out and, and uh, you know, keep going because she's a great teacher. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Russ. So I was going to say that, that kind of goes with the duality or I always say teachers – are they have multiple personalities. Wouldn't you agree? Um, we are completely different people. And this goes with what you are saying, we about dependable in the classroom, you know, like five minutes before you walk in the door, you hear your dog die. Like we wear so many personalities. When, when I'm in the classroom, 
I, I, I always try to remind myself, like, you are this person, right? Um, when I go home, I'm no longer that classroom teacher, right? Like, I have to separate those. Um, when I go into one of your classrooms and I'm ready to vent, like, I'm a completely different person at that point than if we were out at the bar having a few beers. Like, <laughs> I, I, but I do think that it comes back to really what you guys were talking about, which is not only is it not about you when that kid um, uh, has an out uh, outburst like that or has a situation, I would add, though, that it sometimes it may be about you. And being in behavior as long as I have, um, I've learned that a lot of times, um, and not, not every time, but a lot of times when a kid does misbehave, um, kind of like, uh, Chris, you remember when we got called, what was it? Uh, something bitch asses or whatever. Yeah. White, white uh, bitch asses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in reflection, I, I don't even think that was about insulting us. I think that was about seeing what we would do if we would still support that student at the end of the day, or if we were ready to push that student away, because you think about those students who constantly have people give up on them, right? Like the moment they fail at something or they call somebody a, a white bitch ass or something else like. I mean, it's weird because you're Asian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, kids you know, like, kids like, is. kids like that want to blow a hole in their own boat. I mean, yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they think it, they're good. They think they're going to be disappointed if they put their faith yes. in and they well, have no faith, yeah. so th so they they strike out at the person that cares the most, and they want to see if yep. you'll come back. And and it's absolutely it's the trauma and the you know using all the big words that we have now for that, for difficult but to a new kids. Teacher, yeah, but to a new teacher, that is very important to understand that you have to come back right the next day, yeah. unbothered, like you said, Chris. Like, does it matter what a what a freshman or sophomore <laughs> yeah, kid no. says about me or insult? No. Like tomorrow when I come back, you're still going to have a lesson. You're still going to have these boundaries and expectations. I'm still going to celebrate with you when you do great. Um, I'm still going to call you out when you're not doing what you're supposed to. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of 180 days, I'm going to be, like you said, we the same person in 17 years from when I started. Um, I'd like still to think. Doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like to think, right? Yeah. Well, you hit that, um, you hit that well, reset button at the end of the day, yeah. you know, and some of the kids, and this is where even as a, as a young teacher, I, I caught myself after a while and I learned this about a particular student is some students live in so much chaos that if something yes. is going well, yeah, uh -huh. they have to do something. They don't know how to handle, right. They got to blow a hole. They got to yeah. stir it up. They, they got to do something because it's to, unsettling to throw back into chaos. Like, and that's Absolutely. where with a kid, and I hate to say it, but it's like, it was hard to comp. Like I started to learn, like it's hard to compliment this kid because as soon as you hate, you're doing a great job, <laughs> yeah. keep it up. They would do something <laughs> to fuck it up because they couldn't handle, yeah. a, you know, a calm, calm water. Yeah. You know, they're always well, in the storm. Coaches, how many times coaches have you told a kid, Hey, you're, you're almost ready to exit your IEP goal or, Coach Weed, like, hey, you're doing an outstanding job on the C2020. You're almost ready to get this credit. And then, like, a week later, they are doing the worst that any student could ever do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had instances yeah. that, I'm sure. Yeah, because we've yeah. had kids that don't want to don't want to exit their IP. They're like, I don't, I don't want to. So they'll bomb a, bomb a probe. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those things for those <laughs> yeah. kids that if you ever compliment them, they, they go south on you. I found... When I just make sure that I'm saying good morning, how you doing? Talk about everything else in their life except the academic part of it. Yeah. And I find that they could just, that's enough for them. That's enough. That's a good point. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. You validated me as a human being. I'm good to go and I keep moving. Yeah. I ought to write a book on that. I'd, I'd probably start a whole new initiative for the school districts. And make millions <laughs> of dollars. Then I, then I would go to yeah. a beach Somewhere with <laughs> with drinks with little funny hats and and uh, yeah well shit now you could zoom from your beach house uh, yeah. and give your presentations yeah. and collect your ten thousand dollars my my only problem is I'd rather go to Tahoe Donner area and be up in the snow in the mountains 
Yeah, exactly. You know, get a bearskin rug and do my deal there. <laughs> there you go. Have your Chester hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, there's kids like all uh, in the, and then I don't even have, but there's kids like in the hallway and I've done this is like, okay, I'll say, I say good morning to kids. I stand in the hallway and say good morning. And there's some kids that say good morning. There's some kids that completely ignore you. And then to me, sometimes that's a game. Like you continue to say good morning until you get a response. And then eventually you'll get the kid to say good morning to you first. Now guys, I've told you my story when I first came to say Let's hear it. I was out in the hallway. I said good morning for eight weeks before I got a person to say good morning to me first. Not respond. I got kids to respond to me in eight weeks. I'd say good morning. They'd say good morning. But it took eight weeks, two months. We went in August, September, October. Hi, Mr. Wiederquist. It took that long for a kid to respond before I could say. That was amazing to me. There's some kids. Consistency. There's some kids that you say good morning and then they look at you and it's like you've scrambled their brain because they don't know how to react. Yeah, they're like, you're, what? They look look like the RCA dog. What? They don't know how to respond. Nobody said good morning to them before. They don't know what to do. Oh, there are so many many social. Misfits. Yes. Boy. Social misfits. Thank you for the saying. I got you. I knew knew where you were going. Yeah. I just, but to go with that, coaches, um, what it, I mean, how many times have you have you had pe- players or kids come out for athletics that you're coaching just because you said hello? You know what I mean? Like you were that constant in their life. Like oh. I'm sure you could name shitloads of names right I, now of kids who just came out because it was you. Justin, we had a kid uh, who came out as a senior, a po- got hurt. Yeah, I know Apolo- who you're talking about. Apologized yep. for getting hurt, was the greatest kid, invited me to his wedding, uh, which I unfortunately wasn't able to go to. But you know where, you know, you know how I, I really got to know him? It's right before Christmas break. He's sitting there in the office. I walk in. I say, are you a convicted felon? And he, and he goes, well, I don't know, but I threw battery acid on a kid. <laughs> I got, yeah, that's what he said. He goes, I said, well, that's your first yeah, meeting. That was him, my right? first meeting with him. Yeah. And I said, you threw battery acid on him. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I really don't like him. I, I said, I can, I, I gather that. So it looks like you're going to, and I, I said to him, I go, so it looks like you're going to be on sabbatical for a few uh, weeks. When do you, when do you come back? And, you know, he said, well, I'm not really sure. I'm going to find that out, you know, pretty pragmatic about it. Uh, so when he came back, that kid said hello to me every doggone day. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey Mr. Wittergross, how you doing? Ah, how you doing, bud? Yeah. You're good to see you, man. <laughs> a- any troubles today? No, no troubles today. You know, and I, I, it was it was funny. But that next that next fall, he came out and yeah. was a great. It worked played, hard. Worked hard. Smart kid. Smart. Knew what he was doing. You know, he didn't have skills, but he wasn't. He had a great stance. I yeah. couldn't believe he could just. He had a good stance. Played hard. Yeah. We're playing there, and he got into the game, and he got himself hurt. And the first thing he says when he when we get out there, we ask him how he's doing. He goes, "Gosh, coach, I'm really sorry." I, I think he tore his ACL. Oh yeah. <laughs> tore his yeah. knee. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was trashed. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, but, wow. But yeah, just from that I, one random or chance encounter yeah, yeah. comment you make that you may pass a kid every now and then, you know, but you make that and then all of a sudden it builds a relationship. Yeah. 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 So, you know, another, so good, your, another good so one. Another good one you get is when you get two brothers and you fire <laughs> and you fire one brother. One, yep. one brother you, you just aren't going to work with. And you're not going to sit there and and uh, engage with him because he's just so immature. You can't deal with him, and you don't have to interact with him, so you don't. But you you do with his brother. You have to tell and, me this one online. I, I don't know yeah, after we get done. Yeah, but I'm with his brother, and I'm, he comes up, comes into my room, doesn't have me, but he comes in, fist bumps me, talks about the things he's going to do, and. I, I can just tell it just drives his little brother crazy. 
just drives me crazy because he, you know, he'd set me on fire if he could get away with it, which is fine because I'm like Chris. I yeah, I don't care if he doesn't like me. I could care less if I don't get a Christmas card or or uh, get invited to his birthday party, you know. But uh, his brother thinks I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, he comes out out of his way, fist my hey, how you doing, Coach Wade? How you doing? <laughs> Hey, how are you doing, man? <laughs> love those shoes. I always tell kids, love your shoes. Oh, yeah, I just got these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I think we've given some people some ideas of what, what not to do. You know, you don't make a kill list, and then you don't share it with the student <laughs> who's on that kill list. I, I believe the, well, the, the correct thing is, is you need to know the Constitution and uh, know that you, you can claim the Fifth Amendment. You you do not need to incriminate yourself as well. Yeah. I'd like to plead the Fifth on that. Did, hey, did you... Did, speaking of, though, like... Did you say though, this? Like, I'd like to plead. News, What's that? Did you see the news story about the bus driver? She, uh, she dropped the kids off, like, five or six blocks from the school because they were, like, so outrageous behaved-wise. She just stopped the bus told him to get off and made him walk the, like the last mile or so to school. Okay. What grade? What level? It was elementary. Oh, that's tough. I can see it as a high school kid. Well, again, it, but. you know, I, <laughs> listen again, again, guys, again, again, uh, I, I'm not trying to be the, the, the deal. I get her frustration, but she needs to drive yeah. to the school. There's a procedure in place. Yeah, uh, and and here's where the the administration is. To, I, I'd have every one of those parents at that school because those kids weren't going to be in there. Yeah. They were going to be in detention for the rest of the day. Yeah. So there's two things. One, like you said, she needs to be able to. She needs to do take a, a breath job. and do that. Yeah. Two. She's there's a screw loose and like all of a sudden it just broke with what these kids did. I mean, all of a sudden yeah. like you go split personality and. Get out, but yeah. like you yep. said, it's you got to be able to get. You, you got to do your job. Just, yeah, you got to do your job. Well, you got to go, and you get. Well, you there's a procedure yeah. in place. A kid screws up on the bus. You get him to school. You make sure they're safe. You report it, and then the administration has to right. follow through. And they have there has to hopefully. be some, there hopefully ha, well they have to yeah they have to because there's a yeah. there's a safety issue there, and, and you've got to recognize that safety issue, and you've got to recognize yep. the fact. That those kids need to be taught, yeah. That this is not acceptable. This is not part of the expectation. Yep. You are jeopardizing well, everybody on that bus. And you hope that that yep. administration in that district, yeah, I'd does sure, that. I, I would sure hope so. And you don't know the background. We don't. I mean, we don't yeah. know, so we really can't yeah. can't say there. But, um, so, all right. And, so okay. you know what I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna ask here, Chris. Right? I I, I say this at the end of every podcast is so since. We kind of our objective is to help new teachers yep. in the profession. Um, knowing that this episode is all about not what to do or <laughs> what separates good teachers from bad teachers, and we hit on a couple points. Yep. Let's do a roundtable. Let's do a roundtable. What 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 advice would you give new teachers on what would make them quote unquote grow to be a a, a good teacher or a great teacher? Okay, based on what we talked about. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. We- I, first of all, I, I think you need to surround yourself with uh, support within the school. And I think you have to have consistency and continuity uh, in your classroom. And that is not easy to do, but I think it is vital to keep your sanity and to achieve what you want um, being an educator. Uh, would you say you would you say it's good to have a mixture like some negative, some uh, more experienced, some new? Like, listen, or would I, you say like? I think everybody's got to find that support that's for them, Justin. Yeah. I I don't, you know, I don't think you need everybody that thinks you know it's it's rainbows and unicorns, and I don't think you need uh, <laughs> I don't think you need Sally and and Paul Sadsack. I think what you you know I think what you need I think. I, I, it's my belief you need someone who's going to speak uh, to you in a real way and say, hey, listen, I get where you're coming from, but it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, you need someone who's going to be honest with you. I mean, if I got to be honest. Yeah. And, and the, you know, people don't know all our dynamics, but 
I feel like I, I get spoken the truth if I talk to you, talk to Chris. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think I get the truth. And there's some people yeah. that I consider really good uh, uh, co-workers and get along with great, but I'm not going to ask them. There ain't no way they're going <laughs> to, you know, they're going to rainbow me like, yo, you're the greatest thing since the last breath. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're doing you're wonderful. You're wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, that's a powerful statement. I used to, that was my, that was my trigger word when I came into education. Oh, that's powerful. Oh my God, that's powerful. <laughs> oh, did you, did you hear what that person, that's powerful. I'm looking around going, you even at Christmas. I don't know if that's really powerful or if that person had a few beers before they came into PD, but, you know, whatever. I mean, gee, Christmas. you need, you, you know, you need someone to say, listen, I get where you're coming from. Here's, you know, the way you explain the lesson to me, I can see how there's a little bit of, you know, there's a drop off here, man. But, but I'm, I'm seeing that from the standpoint that, I don't sit there and confess it's your fault. You know, I'm not, uh, teaching is hard. Teaching is hard. And it takes yeah. time. And, and all of us are in a totally different atmosphere than a, a, a regular gen ed classroom. I mean, I'm at risk kids. Chris is, and you were in, in special education and with certain, um, you know, different well, levels we taught we taught special education we were in you instructed i got that but, but my point to you is i mean it's a little different and and i i think that young teachers have to find that support they've got to have consistency and continuity every yes. day with their demeanor and you know the the expectations need to stay put and they and they don't need you know, you, you don't need to die on the cross every day. You just nope. have to enforce the expectation and make them realistic, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good. Ross, what about you? Chris? Oh, okay. I'll go. Oh, um, so mine, yeah. mine builds on what Weed said is, <clears throat> and mine, I, ho I hope I haven't said this one before, but it, it's hitting that reset button every day um, because a kid could have a, what's crazy is like a kid could have a bad day cuss you out, walk out, do whatever. Next day they show up, nice as can be because they've, <laughs> it's the least thing in their mind, right? So it's, it's hitting that reset button with the kid every day, and it is hard sometimes. It is hard to let things go depending on what the kid did and or how many days, if they're consistently an asshole in your class. I mean, it's hard to hit that reset button. And I'm not, I hate the word self-care because that gets thrown around so much. I hate self-care, yeah. but you've got to be able to separate the school day, you know, yeah. and, and it's a little, I think it's hard. I'd say it's easier with family because now you have family, like you're going home to something, but I think it's harder because you don't want to carry your home that agitation you had during that, that anger or whatever it is. And like now your kid spills milk and it was an accident, but you jump on their ass because yep. you're already fired up and wound up from the day. Um, but you got to find, you got to be able to try to separate yourself from school. And we talked about this one, one of our first episodes of how we used to come in the weekend and things like that. Now it's like, you got to step away, leave, leave the computer at work, leave the work at work and separate. So you can reset. So that's mine is, is you got to try to reset every day and you know, whatever you enjoy, make sure you do that at home. Don't think about work, leave your computer home. Even if it's not getting stuff graded until the next day or two days, it's more important for that separation from, from work. So that's mine. Yeah. Russ, what do you got? Yeah. I, I mean, we, you made a great point about consistency and dependability, but I, I also want to add like there, and you would agree weed because we've talked about this before. Like there has to be the understanding that there, it's okay to say no as well. Right. Like, if you, if you are rocking it in your classroom, you got kids excelling an admin or another teacher come and they say, Hey, can you help me out? Hey, can, can we add this to your plate? It's okay to say no, because you know that it's going to ruin what you have going on in your classroom. Right? Oh, absolutely. 
That's yeah. part of that yeah, like it, quiet it quitting we talked teacher. about. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't make you a bad teacher either, no. knowing that you can't be dependable and consistent if you add another two or three things, right? Like yeah. I, I, And I think that's important to know, and I, I love what you said, Weed, on that, was was no matter what, it's just that consistency. And kids pick up on that, especially high school kids. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it, that's huge. And, and, Chris, what you're talking about, like, I, I love how you were talking about uh, separation because and, – and for those of you out here, it's not like me, myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey where you're, like, three different personalities there. Um, it, it really is about, like, when I'm at home and my kids want to play with me – and we talked about this, Chris. Like, you can't be – I can't be just in the teacher at that moment. Like, I, I have to shut that off. Um, same thing at school. Like if, if, uh, if my kid has a big like competition this evening, I can't be Justin, the dad at school. Like they're, they're, you just can't do both. Um, and so I, I love how both of you said that. I, I guess my piece would be one teacher teaching is more forgiving than people want to admit to. Um, if I'm an elementary teacher, and a kid leaves first grade not knowing the difference between red and blue, like, I can't beat myself up about that, right? Like, saying, okay, three kids just went to second grade, and they don't know the difference between two colors. Like, I'm a horrible teacher. Like, that's not how it works. Um, but at the same token, like, if I have a sophomore who's behind two math credits or a math credit already, like, I can't beat myself up and say, that's that's on me. Um like, what's the game plan? That, that, that has to be the thought process. Um, and then the second one is um, that you can't measure your success as a teacher on state testing standards, on data that comes in. Like, this is a great example is I know a lot of school districts every week review data. Like, oh, we have a 80% graduation rate or our kids are only reading in the fourth percentile or we're like 900th in the state on, on math scores. Like, like I think the way you be, and Chris, you said this um, self care. I think part of that has to be is each day has to be a measurement of success. And this goes with what you were saying. Weed is if my goal, when I park my car in the parking lot is today, I'm going to make sure that I get through my lesson and that these bottom kids get to hear, and this kid who's excelling, I make sure they get the extra work that they need. Like, I have to make sure that is what I measure my success on. Um, because I think too many teachers, and I was there too, get burnt out by saying, oh, I have success, but my evaluation scores are low, even though my kids are excelling, right? Like, um, and I think there has to be an understanding on on that can't be the measurement of my self-worth, right? Like kind of like that sophomore who calls me whatever, whatever, like that's, that can't be my measure of self-worth as a person. Um, so I would say those two points as a, as a beginning teacher. Yeah. And I think with, like you just talked about with not being tied to the evaluation um, and maybe this is just me or maybe it's just as I get older is yes, you know, they come in and they want to see what's going on in your classroom. But I used to get so like, I don't say amped up, but like nervous for somebody to come into my <laughs> yeah. room. I'm like, cause they're judging me as a teacher. That day, you have your lesson plans all written out. You, know, you get your dog I, and your pony I, show I, going. I think that'd be an excellent, uh, another podcast evaluations. Yeah. Because and, I, I tell you what, I've no, well, I'm serious. I, I have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I have a lot of opinions and a lot of observations and a lot of considerations that I think need to be, looked at when you do an evaluation. And I I also look at, um, I just got the person that's doing that evaluation. um, I I think that there is a real, um, there's a real dynamic with that. And it's so subjective. And I think it's, you know, they try to say it's not, but we, we could do a whole hour Sounds like he's coming back. I will come back for evaluations. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. I I will come back for evaluations. Well, we better better wrap this one up then. Okay. And uh, we we can do that maybe next week. We'll we'll see. We'll kick that around. Um, Before we end, Russ, where you at, bud? 
We are right now currently in Ratton, New Mexico. And then we are actually headed to uh, Amarillo, Ben, Mexico? Ratton, New Mexico. It's just <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said rat bin. <laughs> you know, where the bear flows like honey. <laughs> Aspen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Queen, you would have believed the other day, Chris asked where I was, texted me. I said I was like somewhere in another state, and Chris goes, that's the wrong state, dude. And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you said you were in uh, in Colorado, so I searched the city, and it pops up Arizona. I go, you mean Arizona? He's like, yeah, I don't know where I'm at right now. Uh, so you're in New Mexico. You know, also your envision is all your kids wearing headbands, listening to can heat, <laughs> dancing around a fire at night, smacking oh, a tambourine. You know, yeah. Go into the country. I will say, as an educator, you guys know me very well. And for whoever's listening, I think most of you know me pretty well. I always said I'd never be one of those those parents who did education with their kids through, like, iPad. And Jesus, we we do car rides now, and that's all she does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. We try to to limit it to, like... If we're going on longer than like a forty minute drive, uh, yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's hard. Um, it is. All right, so yeah, so you're in New Mexico, heading to Texas, New right? Mexico, headed to Texas. Yep. Okay. Friday we are headed. Friday we're headed to a football high school football game in Texas. So I've always wanted to do that. Um, I have the, the the chance to do it now, and so we're gonna go do it. Nice. Hey, did you do your job since you've got all this free time in the world and, and write up our our blurb for the end? I'm gonna I'm gonna freestyle this. So Ooh. what was the blurb about again? <laughs> I like it. I'll I'll be quiet. I'm gonna mute my mic and mute Weed's mic, so we won't interrupt you. Go ahead and end it, and then we'll play. What was the blurb about? <laughs> okay. How about if I do this? Okay. So, <laughs> Justin, do the it, guy man. that has all the time in the world <laughs> didn't do it. Here, take this. I'll freestyle it here. And then you can create okay. something, okay? And then we'll play right, our perfect, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll play the outro music. Oh, this the, the wheels are off right now. Okay, all right. I'm gonna mute you so you don't burp in the middle of this. Sound good? Great. I won't fart. I won't fart either. <laughs> appreciate it. All right, hey guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, please, when you download, listen to this podcast. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Like us. Uh, and leave a review. I see, I see most, I, I check the stats every day. I'm like, I'm an addict here to see who's following us, where they're following us from. Um, but please leave a review, whether it's on Apple podcast, Spotify, we just love to see that stuff. Um, so please feel free, leave reviews. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sounds like in the coming future, we'll have weed back on here and we'll be talking about, um, evaluations. Have a great night, and we will see you later. Three. You like it? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Glad you. Glad you. Yeah, it was fun.